Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Delokun and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Delokun along with Wrestling Zach. Yes, I am Wrestling Zach. Fear my wrestling ways. Yes. <laughs> Fear my knowledge of Tiger Mask and want to be the strongest. No, I don't know anything about want to be the strongest. I haven't watched that. Why not? You need all the crotch shots you can get in an anime. They do suplexes. Rob, Rob it doesn't do anything for me, so I'm I'm good. Well, we need to get I'll you wa- the the. The... I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch Tiger Mask, and I'll watch Tiger Mask and Issei, where he turns his car into a tiger mobile, which is just a tiger car, <laughs> tiger and, car. and it's great. <laughs> is it owned? <laughs> does, 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 does it? Is it made by like Hyundai or something? No, like Tiger Mask and Issei is from like the seventies, so like or the eighties, so they didn't really have brand things. Ah, oh, imagine you buy the Nissan Tiger Mask car. And then there's uh there was what was it? there was a uh, was Tokusatsu tiger- show that had a Tonio Noki in it, and that was really cool because all of the fight scenes were done in animation style because they had no budget. Hell yes. Yeah. Why aren't we reviewing that? That sounds amazing. Because I think only two episodes were ever fan subbed, and that was like ten years ago. Oh no. Oh man. Well, we're not talking about any of those cool shows today. I'm going to be talking about To Be Hero. And a lot of you are probably like, what the fuck is this show? I have never heard of it. We'll get into it. But, Zach, have yes. you been watching any anime? Uh, I have not been watching any anime as of late. I have been doing some manga reading, as I am wont to do. I have been reading some Berserk. Because Berserk makes me happy, and of course, then it makes me sad because we're never going to get the ending of Berserk. But uh, going through the golden age right now of Berserk, and that's a lot of fun. Gotcha. How much manga of Berserks are there? Uh, as of when Kentaro Miura died, there was thirty-six volumes of Berserk. Was that recent, a... or has he uh, been passed away for a while? Uh, he passed away last year. Oh, wow. So it wasn't that yeah. far. Okay. Huh. I always thought there was more, because Berserk feels like one of those anime that's just been around for forever and ever. Well, it it was a show that was around forever and ever, but, like, uh, he took long hiatuses to play Idolmaster. <laughs> so. Oh. Gotcha. So. So sometimes there would only be one or two chapters released a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Must be nice. Your manga publisher is like, yeah, whatever, just 
just turn something. I mean, in. it's beautiful. It, it like especially the later stuff is just like any bit of it you could like frame it and hang it on your wall, and it's amazing. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. There don't you go. The berserk, don't b- watch the berserk. Don't watch the recent berserk animes. Yes, everything sounds like pots and pans hitting each other. Yes, but <laughs> the 1998 version uh, of Berserk, while it looks a little old, very good. That's what I've heard. I have been watching uh, a couple different shows. The last episode, I talked about how I'm watching uh, World of Harem. And for some reason, with three episodes left, I am still watching World End Aram. And uh, I uh, question myself every episode. Because, uh, well, the show actually is getting good. Because they've actually found a character that's worth watching the show. And I wish that character was the show's main protagonist. But they are not, sadly. And uh, that's about it. The main story can fuck right off. But I want more Dao. Give me more Dao. And this show is actually not that bad. Minus... Is he the Dao of who? Uh, the Dao... No. The Ching? Like, no, no. Or okay. Doi. Is Dao or Doi. I don't remember his fucking name. But he was a kid who was bullied. And then he went into cryosis sleep. And 99.9% of all the men died. And he woke woke up five years later, and he has to fuck to save the world. But our That's main terrible. character... Oh, yeah, it's terrible. The main character is a little bitch, and he's like, I'm a doctor! I'm gonna try to fix this, and I love the girl that said that would love me before I went to sleep. So fuck you, I'm not sleeping with anybody. And then this other character is like, sleeping with everyone and anyone... And then the third character, who's the most interesting, is named, like, Doi or Dao or whatever the fuck his name is. And, uh, he was bullied, and he went to sleep, and now they've got him into a school where basically all the women there are there to, you know, to, to fuck. And at first he was, like, a gentleman and shit about it and been like, oh, man, this is crazy. But now he's got no fucks, literally, and, like... He is just given in to, like, his his wants and desires. So he's not mm. having, like, three ways. And, like, the girl that used to help make, make fun of him, he now he keeps her as a pet and refuses to, like, mate with her. It's and, awesome. And, why, and, and why, why do you like this character? He sounds like an asshole. Ah, uh, it's because you see him go from, like, you know, someone who's actually nice and, uh you know, caring to realizing he's basically a god in this situation and not giving a fuck anymore. And it's just crazy to see the transformation. Uh, I mean, I, and I keep I, waiting. I, uh, Honestly, I'm waiting to a see what happens because I'm waiting for like either to him get his comeuppance or like something. You know what I mean? Like this is only 11 series or 11 episode show. Yeah. And I've watched eight episodes, or seven episodes, eight is coming out this week, or already has, or whatever. But, so it's like, I've gotten this far into the show, and I'm only watching it once a week. So it's one of those, like, if I had to marathon this show, the show's premise is pretty fucking stupid. But this main, this this character, his whole arc, it's been really interesting and fun to watch. 
And they've just started putting whole episodes based on this character with a little bit of, like, the main character, like, fucking off trying to, like, figure out the secret of the virus. And, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, the main story and the main character can fuck right off. Now, is this based off of anything? Like, is this based off of a manga or, like, an arrow gay or, like... That's a great question. Let's see if I can find out. Let's see. World... Because it... Because that's what it sounds like. Let's see. Uh, World Hammer is a Japanese manga series written by Link and illustrated by Kentaro Shono. So, it was a manga. Okay. There you go. Hey, there's also an audio drama and apparently a a video game. In November 2018, it was announced that the manga would get a virtual rea- a virtual reality game. There you go. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Titled no, World so. Aram VR. The game story was separated into three different chapters of five minutes each that reproduced popular scenes from the series. It is stated that it starred some guy and some girl and. All right, it was released in 2019. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But it has over 3 million copies of in circulation. And they have 5 million copies in circulation as of 2020, of December 2020. So apparently, as of September 2021... Okay, why the fucking Wikipedia wrote this? Jesus Christ. Basically, the manga seems to be selling really well. Okay. So it's definitely, uh, don't get me wrong, the, the main story is fucking stupid, but they've actually started to, like, do something interesting, where the main character is just dumb as shit. Like, Mm. he is such a, like, just, dude, there's a scene earlier in the show where a woman takes a swig of, like, whiskey and then kisses him, like, French kisses him, and he passes Mm. out. Okay. (laughs) Yes! Like, this is how stupid the main character is. Yeah. Okay. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a Zack show. No. But. No. It's not a lot of show for anybody. Like I said, I just started watching it, and then I was like, well, I'm four episodes in. Well, I'm five episodes in. And it was never egregiously, like, I never looked down at the time and be like, oh, God, how much time is left? They do enough to keep it watchable. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one of these shows where it's just like, this is going to be a fun review. So I will keep watching this piece of shit show. But at no point would I ever spend money on it. Anywho, besides that, I've also been watching Owl Can't Study. And this show is basically, hey, a comedy romance show, but the main character's dad is an erotic erotic manga author, and so it's all sexy died and... Like, she knows all this stuff about sex, and she overthinks everything, and ha 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 ha. 
I've watched five episodes and they're 13 oh, minute some. long episodes and it's kind of interesting, but it's kind of run of the mill. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like it doesn't do anything new. It doesn't do anything great. It's just kind of like, oh, girl likes guy. Guy likes girl. But she's too busy. She wants to study and be perfect. And her father is like a two-foot chibi-like man. It's weird. And he looks like he's got he's got like white hair and a mustache. Like, I don't know. It, it's weird. So he's supposed to be Hayao Miyazaki. I, sure, yes. <laughs> exactly. He's a Hayao Miyazaki of, of erotic manga. Like Kazuo Koike. There you go. There you go. That's exactly it. So that is what I've been watching. I also watched today's review, which we'll get into in a few. But I have a question for you, Zach. Okay, I'm ready. Sony bought both Crunchyroll and, and Funimation. Funimation. Yes. Now. Sony has decided to phase out the Funimation brand and they're bringing the entire video library of Funimation over to Crunchyroll and from going forward everything's going to be a Crunchyroll release. What are your thoughts on this as an anime fan? I know you don't buy a lot of DVDs or Blu-rays or anything but well, I wanted to get your no. opinion on this. I mean, part of it is, part of me is a little sad because when I was a kid, Funimation was a, Funimation wasn't like a humongous anime company, but like they were the ones who were releasing Dragon Ball Z. So I have in my parents' basement two totes filled to the brim with Dragon Ball Z VHS tapes. Uh, and they all have the old Funimation logo on them. So, like, part of me, like, nostalgia part of me is like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. But, like, thinking about it as a consumer, I think it, it makes sense. You don't want to necessarily have two, if you're going to be streaming anime, you don't necessarily want to have two subscriptions. So bringing everything under one banner uh, makes sense in, the, in that sense. Um, I think Crunchyroll probably is the brand that more people would be familiar with nowadays versus Funimation. That's what's um, wild to me is I've always looked at Funimation as like the publisher and distributor that everyone strives to be. Yeah, well, I mean, and, you know, they were for a while because they, they were smart with the shows that they picked up. They got Dragon Ball, and then they got uh, FMA, and they didn't necessarily license 60 billion shows right at the beginning. They saved up their money for those big properties, you know. Oh, yeah, and they, and they still do, really. And, yeah, Soul Eater, and uh, the biggest uh, one, one being that One Piece, yeah. And I think the biggest catch to date has been Attack on Titan. Oh, I, I guess Attack on Titan would be them. I always associated them with Viz, but that's more for the manga, maybe? Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they do have those big shows, but now, since they're pretty much the only anime, they were the only anime company, 
big anime company left from that early 2000s boom era you know mm-hmm. they they had a lot of things that would have been uh gynax or adv places people haven't thought about in many many a year yeah so adv still exists um as sentai yes i know um, that they adv technically still exists as yeah sentai film or but like but yeah you're right they, of, yeah they don't have any of the same licenses or anything like that it's just the same people working there yeah um <laughs> I mean, it sucks to say, I'm, what I'm more frustrated with, and I'm really hoping I'm wrong, the one thing I liked about Funimation was they did dubs. If you got, if you knew that Funimation got the license, there was a 99% chance that there was going to be a dub. Very seldomly do they do sub-only releases. Uh, as far as I'm aware, Crunchyroll has been doing more dubs as of late, but it's, again, for their bigger shows that they stream, like Food Wars and things like along those lines. Yeah. The, the one thing I do like about Crunchyroll versus Funimation is that you might get some more niche titles on Crunchyroll. Um, and those things, you know, I know that some people need dubs because they can't read quickly enough for subtitles or, you or know, don't something want to. The, yeah. Or, the, or they just don't want to. I mean, there's, um, there's shows I can say personally, there are shows that yes, while I could watch subbed, I would prefer to watch dubbed one being attack on Titan. I feel like there's so much dialogue happening in that show that I tend to like easily forget stuff. But if I watch it in a dub format, I'm watching my native language. I can just sit back, relax, and watch the show. Right, and 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 that's fair. I I tend to watch things subtitles my myself. Um, I don't think everything needs a dub, and some things actually wouldn't be profitable if they were dubbed. So, I think that you will find that they produce just as many dubs as they do now. It's just going to be for those bigger shows that would be on the Funimation streaming platform. The other thing I worry about is the fact that we're now losing a big player. We've now got Sony, a huge media conglomerate, owning basically the two biggest anime publishers in the U.S. Um, I'm trying to think of Sentai, or sorry, not Sentai, uh, Aniplex. I swear they're combined into two. I think they own. I think Sony owns Aniplex. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, let me look. Here. Yeah, no, yeah, case. I'm right. Sony Music Entertainment Japan. So there you go. Aniplex, Funimation, and Crunchyroll are now owned by fucking Sony. And don't get me wrong. From a consumer, I own like maybe one or two Aniplex Blu-rays or DVDs because they price them Japanese. Oh, here's a fucking show that's got 12 episodes. Oh, $175. Fuck off. Yeah, I mean, that's not even sub. a Japanese release. That's not even a Japanese Oh, no, 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 pricing. I know, but the, but, well, I, I, you get what I'm saying, though. That's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. In Japan, they always break them up into five fucking, they still do the single, uh, you know, one, two, three, four episode. Uh, yeah, and then if you want to buy the brick, it's going to be $500. Yeah, yeah. And, like, to me, Aniplex can fuck right off. 
I have never really bought an Aniplex show. I like I said, I may have one or two. I don't know. I mainly buy Funimation, Sentai, and I have a lot of older ADV, and you know, I, I don't yeah. buy I don't buy a lot of newer shows to be honest. Um, but I mean to be. I mean, to be honest, like, what is, what is Aniplex actually releasing? Maybe the Fate movies? Um, I couldn't tell you offhand. Um, yeah, this doesn't... They've got quite a bit. Like, Demon Slayer is a, is a current one. Okay. But even that, Funimation. Um... You know, did the, did the... It says it's done by Aniplex, but Funimation got the rights and stuff for the for the the dub and stuff i think yeah yeah oh yeah fate is on this um full metal alchemist brotherhood like girl lagan like just quickly going through uh kaguya sama love is war it's a newer one like there's definitely some stuff they probably aren't as aggressive as they probably aren't as aggressive as uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation in the licensing, but they pick and choose. I mean, they have the they have the Madoka series and the Promised Neverland. And, oh, okay. You know, oh yeah, here's one I own. Uh, or no, no, that's that's a different one. I was thinking of Rascal Dreams of Bunny Girl, but uh, I don't own that. But yeah, anywho, there's there's definitely stuff. You know, Sao is another big property they own. Mm-hmm. So they've definitely got. Like, a lot of good shows. But, yeah, Funimation, I think, Crunchyroll. Because for a while there, it seemed like Crunchyroll would license a shit ton of stuff for streaming. But they then got into bed with Funimation to do physical releases. And then that yeah. kind of just fizzled out. But then Sony bought... AT&T owned Crunchyroll. Right. And... Or was it the other way around? I know it was, like, AT&T and, like, CBS... Or something. Yeah, it was AT. It was uh. Well, AT and T is owned by Time Warner. Um. So there used to be, um, a Crunchyroll segment of HBO Max because it was a time. It was a Time Warner Media. That's what it was. Uh, and then AT then owned Funim- a portion of Funimation, and now when Directv when AT and T bought Directv and some of Time Warner's shit, now it's this. It's a whole mishmash of corporate mergers, essentially, yeah. that made this occur. And now is, Sony and then AT&T spun out uh, the anime segment and Sony bought it up. Because they probably saw it as a wide, you know, yes, anime's hot, but at the end of the day, like, I don't think it's in there. You know, I don't, I, I don't know the whole structure, to be honest. It's very confusing. Well, it's just wild to me that, you know, Crunchyroll uh, was bought by AT&T and um, Sony because when Crunchyroll first started off, it was a pirate website. Yeah, one of the biggest pirate websites. I know, isn't it just wild? Like, hey, you started life as this illegal thing, and now you're the biggest anime streaming site in the world, and now you're the biggest licensor, or not licensor, publisher. Of anime yeah, because I think Netflix is technically the biggest licensor. Probably. Anime. Probably. Because they do a lot. But they're not going on a seasonal... But, I mean, in terms of seasonal stuff, though, if you want to watch seasonal legally, 
it was you go to Crunchyroll. And it probably oh, still yeah. is. I haven't been a Crunchyroll member in probably a decade. But I mean, from 2011 to like 2014, I would just buy yearly blocks of Crunchyroll. Yeah. But now I'm a lot more selective of what I watch. And, you know, be it Netflix, be it whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think it's wild. That Funimation's going away. I mean, obviously it'll still be there, but in name, they're Crunchyroll. Well, yeah. I mean, we're probably still going to get Funimation releases physically. That's probably what uh, it's going to From my understanding, it's all going to be Crunchyroll. They're trying to okay. phase out the Funimation name altogether. Okay. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be curious to see, like, what ultimately happens. I mean, my biggest concern as a consumer is now we have less choice. So now it's going to be how much more expensive is Sony going to make these releases? What are you going to get? Is it going to stay the same? How much more expensive is it going to be? You know what I mean? Like, the more choice is always good. And now choice, those number of choices available are is once again dwindling because of corporate mergers and shit. True. I mean, there are alternatives. High Dive is still a thing um, for uh, streaming. High Dive is owned uh, by one of those corporate conglomerates. But it's not the same one. Because High Dive is Sentai Film Awards. Film yeah, Works. it's actually owned by AMC. Okay. Which is fucking wild. Um, so there, there are options. Yes, there are less. And then like I, and then of course there is also Netflix is doing more stuff with anime every year. Anime seems to be a big part of their business strategy. Uh, Amazon is doing a lot with, uh, anime as well. Um, like they made a big push for anime in the last year. They have the rebuild of Evangelion films that like, they own that license now. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, there are options. You're not going to get out of the corporate way <laughs> of things. Um, oh, you know, and Shout Factory is also doing a whole bunch of stuff. As well. Oh, yeah, they're still definitely smaller. I mean, they're still um, made in Japan. There's Disco Filmworks. There's definitely still um, smaller... American publishers for the U.S. Uh, that still publish anime. Yeah, um, Anime Ego is still around. Yeah, Anime Ego is still somehow around. Um, Everything they do is on Kickstarter first, though. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely stuff. But I look at, like, they get the scraps, you know what I mean? Or yeah. they get, like... The most notable thing I can think of Discotech getting was Interspecies Reviewer. You know what I mean? Um... I've never heard of that show, so... Interspecies Reviewer was a show that was licensed by Funimation. They dubbed one episode, and it was pulled because it was basically a hentai. Basically, the whole premise of the show is these, like... They, it's like this fantasy world, and these two guys, which, like, one's, like... There's, like, a, a, a an angel that fell from heaven and has, like, a broken uh, halo. Her or him or something, and two guys who are, like... One's a demon and one's like a 
elf or something. They go around reviewing like sex with snake girls or sex with like bird girls. And it's, it's wild. And, Mm. uh, yeah, it was simuldubbed by Funimation and then quickly pulled after one episode because uh, it was really risque and had a lot of nudity. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was like something like, I'm curious how it got as far as it did. Like, they went as far, like I said, as dubbing. You know, they probably dubbed more episodes. It probably happened in the can. They hired people to do the show. Well, it's not like Funimation has never done risque. Oh, I know that's what's yeah, but this is like that line over the top. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. There's definitely been shows that are pushing the envelope for Funimation, but this was like an almost all right, outright hentai, but not a hardcore hentai. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's it pushes the boundaries of what obviously what Funimation wanted to do, and so they got rid of the license. And Discotech, I believe, if I'm correct, bought the license and released it as uncensored. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, there's definitely stuff out there. I just look at it like, hey, the big shows that are going to be really popular are going to be vied for between Crunchyroll and Aniplex and Sentai. And then like everything else either won't get licensed or it will, but it'll be, you know, smaller releases. Or we'll just start seeing less and less actually being licensed for physical release. And that's what kind of sucks. You know, Crunchyroll Crunchyroll was and is, you know, a streaming media property first. Yeah. Yes, they, well, you know, there's still people Well, I, 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 I think, Rob, ultimately, um, physical media is going to be something, like, I, I get it. <clears throat> I, it's I, niche. I mean, I'll agree. I, it's niche. I, I like owning things on DVD or Blu-ray on occasion, but it's mostly going to be moving towards streaming because that is what is convenient for people. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, like, I've bought two laptops in the last 10 years, and neither of them have had a disk drive in them. Oh, I, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, every one of my computers for the last decade have had no CD-ROMs, so no nothing. But yet... I have a living room full of 300 Blu-rays and DVDs. Yeah. I have to watch it on my PS3 or my PS4. I can't put it on my computer. I can't play it on a laptop. Yeah, I mean, it's the nature of the beast. I get it. The the larger ecosystem of consumers are like, nah, fuck that. I'll pay $10 a month for Netflix. Um, you know, no, rather like than spend now, fifty yeah. or sixty bucks uh, for that one Blu-ray release of that right. show, I'll probably watch once or twice. I get it. I am a hobby of a dying breed. I completely understand. I mean, and it, and it does suck when those shows that you like on that platform go away, and sometimes you can't go and get them again for a while. Like, well, the only uh, way to get them is illegally. Right. So, you know, that is... And even then I would say it's not illegal. If you give me no legal option to get them, I have no choice. I mean, that's fair. But, um, I, you know, ultimately that's how it's going to end up being. I think at some point... Um, 
maybe something will come around where it's going to be if you want to purchase uh, specific things to keep on a hard drive somewhere. Um, that might become more and more of an option, but like that. Well, Funimation yeah. did offer digital, uh, digital yeah. versions. You know, when you buy the DVD or Blu-ray, here's yeah. a digital copy. Um, the one thing I do got to say though, I am excited for, is uh, Crunchyroll has the better video platform. Mm-hmm. Their website's much better than Funimation's. That's about the only thing. Um. I just hope it's in the win. At the end of the day, I hope it's a win. I mean, like you said, the only win immediately is, hey, people who subscribe to both now only have to subscribe to one. Yeah, and I mean, I I do get the whole uh, less choice and, and all that, mm-hmm. but as a person who is increasingly uh, upset with the number of monthly charges on my bank account because I, you know, if you want to watch certain things, you have to get it on this thing. And, yeah. and then um, consolidation does make things a little bit easier. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah. we're, we're now getting to the point where it's, it's cable TV all over again. Yeah. You're not saving money. No. You know, so... Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I was just kind of curious on your opinion and your thoughts, uh, just as another anime fan. And you know, you and I have both been watching anime for quite some time, so we, you know, we've we've both been around the block. But I, I honestly True. think a lot of people are, hey, whatever. I'll watch a show once, and it's just a consumable, you know, it's just consumable media. They aren't yeah. reviewing it. They aren't doing anything. It's just I, I watch anime for fun, and I watch a show and move on to the next one. Yeah, and nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. So, there's that. Let's get in to my review of To Be Hero. And I'm going to butcher this name. Or it's known in China. To Beyond Yingzong. So when I saw the art for this show, I thought the main character was a spoof on King of the Hill. On King of the Hill's uh, Bill Dotrieve. But I was wrong. You were? I was. I, I will get into it. Okay. So I was looking around for a new show, like a comedy show, and this came up on a top ten list. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. The show is about a good-looking... Uh, Good-looking like father, who is 38 years old, and his day job is designing toilet seats, because that's a thing, apparently. He has a daughter. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm just going. I'm just going to say this. Uh, I have never been to China. I have, however, been to Japan, and one of the things that I miss about Japan, even years afterwards, me being there, is toilets. Um. Heated seats, bidets, uh, music playing out of it. It makes it very comfortable. And I think China is very simple. It's very similar. Gotcha. So this could be a theoretical job. Yes. Well, there you go. (laughs) Okay, then. Prove me wrong. So he designs toilet seats. 
He has a daughter named Min-chan, who is 16. We first find our protagonist sweet-talking a lady who's pretty much DTF and throwing herself at him until Min-chan breaks it up. But this doesn't deter him. He brings his toilet seat to help swoon the ladies. <laughs> to no shock, Min-chan says that her mother left him because he's always drinking booze and with other women and she beats the shit out of him. We briefly meet the neighbor, Yamada, whose hobbies are going commando and once again, the main character is, was kicked out of the house by Min-chan while not wearing pants and only a jacket. And Yamada says that they should go flashing together. He's a very weird dude. Back at home, he has to take a shit. So he, and during this shit, he is sucked up by the toilet. And he thinks he is Mario, which is censored. They can't say Mario in the show. It is an older man with a super high-pitched voice wearing a hard hat. The married character was the only person on Earth taking a dump at that moment. And now he needs to protect Earth. And he starts transforming into a superhero. While many superheroes are big and strong and good looking, the main character is turned into a fat, ugly person. And when he talks, nothing but innuendos and pickup lines come out. So in his head, he's forming a coherent sentence. But when he talks, it's just disgusting dirtiness. Uh, why, why, why? I was thinking the same thing. We find out this man is part of a private company called the Space Peace Republic Alliance Hero Committee. And now the main character must protect Earth against his will. The aliens arrive the next day and they're all badass and it turns out that one of them is a small cockroach which is easily defeated. I got like serious one punch vibes. Meanwhile the main character has transformed and Min-chan doesn't know that this new person is actually her father and she freaks out and kicks him out of the house as he tries to explain but again it sounds like he is trying to pick her up. What will the main character do? How will he return back to his former self? And can he protect Earth and his precious daughter, Min-chan? I'm going to guess the answer is no. Well, we'll see. I really get that they ripped off, they just ripped off One Punch Man. But where One Punch Man, the baddies are usually scary and menacing, the enemies of this show always have some flaw, at least in the early going. An unstoppable death chicken kills himself. Uh, kills himself when a car turns into a fighting robot. It can't do anything because his arms and legs are too short to reach. Uh, Min Chan, in one breath, hates her old man, but in the next minute, misses him and worries for him each day that he passes uh, without him being around. The art isn't your typical cookie-cutter art style we've been seeing in many anime for the last 15 years. The art is different, but in a good way. Things just don't look clean. But they aren't like pixel-perfect either. Everything is a bit cel-shaded and flat-looking, but it looks good to the eye. They even break the fourth wall with jokes, 
about the animation and how hard it is to draw certain things. The ending theme is really, really catchy. That was probably the best part of the entire show. Um, so interestingly, the show was written in Japan, but animated in China by the animation company Hololiners Animation League, but done by a subsidiary called Iman and Company, and animated by Studio Lan. The studio's Hololiners is owned by the Chinese streaming company Billy Billy. Studio Land also does a lot of Chinese anime shows and did another show called To Be Heroin, which I have yet to watch. Because to be honest, this show was a lot. I don't know if I could watch a female version. While researching Studio Land, I came upon an AMA and R anime, which from about four years ago, which is with the team who did this show. So, or it's more appropriate, who did the 2B whatever series, Hero and Heroine. Okay. So, they get a lot more into there. Um, the show seems to be like, I'd never even heard of it. Like I said, I just found this on like a top 10, like, I wanted to watch a comedy anime. And this just seemed goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, like, there's growth and, you know, the characters build up, but it's a wacky, wacky, wacky show. You know, it's very heavy in toilet humor and grow, you know, just, you know, goofy, you know, taboo subjects. Oh, let's go flashing together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people normally don't do that. Uh, you would hope, you know, so like they push the line on, you know, the appropriateness of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's an anime. It's a fun little show. Um, like, if you can get past the gross-out humor and stuff, um, you know, it's 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 worth a watch. But I would say it's not worth um, going out of your way. Like, I wouldn't call this one of my top ten comedy animes by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Like, there's better shows out there. But... You know, I got to experience something that, you know, well written in Japan, sure. I got to experience a new animation and art style that I'm not used to seeing. And it was interesting, you know. It was interesting to kind of like get a different perspective. Like like I like I said, like, you know, yes, it's written in Japan, that's one thing, but ultimately, you know, this is you know, animated by a Chinese studio. And the first things that I think of are like the webtoons that Crunchyroll was releasing, with the, uh, you know, uh, what was it, Tower of God and and uh, God of High School. God of High School, yeah. You know, War, War, I, weren't those Korean? I I think you're yeah, those are Korean. You're right. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up with China and Korea. Yeah. My point being is I went to those shows because like you know I'm used to watching shows, you know, animated by. Uh, an A1 or a Koyani or name any other, you know, Japanese animation studio. Yeah. You know, and typically if the stuff is outsourced, you know, they're following the studio's guidelines. But here, you know, I, I like the fact that, you know, the show doesn't take itself serious. Like, there's, like I said, there's fourth wall jokes where they're like, don't you know how hard it is to freaking animate this shit? Make it easier. 
you know, just stupid, silly jokes like that. Um, overall, I gave it, you know, a, a six. Well, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. But it is what it is. It's there. Um, it was kind of funny seeing, like, people really, really liking this show. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an older guy. You know, my, my, the toilet humor, well, can still be funny. Like, seemed to be, like, the thing. I was like, oh, oh, oh. I, it really felt like watching, like, Panty and Garter, Garter Belt, you know? Panty and Stocking. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. they had the really extreme gross-out humor and just the crazy animation and just everything was wild about that show. It seemed kind of like they took inspiration from that. They took inspiration from, like, One Punch Man, things of that nature. This came out in 2018. If I'm not mistaken, let me double check. Okay, so, I mean, Panty and Stocking would have been almost 10 years old. Yeah, 2011, I think, or 2010. Yeah. So... And One Punch Man in 2018 would have been the new hotness. Yes, it came out in... Sorry, 2016. Ah, okay. Yeah. So the manga of One Punch Man would have been out at that point. Yes. So. So. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, I thought it was an interesting show to at least watch. It got me out of my normal routine of like, like I said, ultimately I was trying to look for a comedy. There is some humor in here. I laughed at points. But it wasn't like, the, the show tries to be serious. Like, it does build up. You know, there is an overall, like, ending and a story. Uh, and it's actually kind of a wild ending. Um, so, you know, it's worth the watch. Just don't go into this being like, ah, oh, this toilet humor is your thing. You're going to you're gonna love it. Uh, it seems like, they're, you know, early, early on in the show, you know, it's very much like, oh, we got to lean hard into this. You know, we got to be different. But, uh, yeah. Um, that's about it. Anything else you want to discuss here? I think I'm all set. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I hope to next review the next series of FLCL. I did watch FLCL Progressive, so I'm really excited to uh, get into that and talk about that. So, all right, bonsaibeat.com, front slash reviews, there you'll find our review index, and uh, leave us some feedback on uh, iTunes. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. Be safe. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.